0: Welcome to MLB Extras, the Houston Astros edition. I am Allison Futter, and I'm here with Brian McTaggart to talk all things Astros hot stove uh, tags. Let's start off with a rumor that everybody loves to talk about because it involves a pitcher from Alvin, Texas. Um, so that would be Nathan Evaldi, who we saw pitch very well for the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. And now there seems to be a tie between him and the Astros, and the Astros possibly being interested. What well, can you tell us about that? And what are the, what kind of chances do, do you give the Astros to to bring him to Houston?
1: Yeah. I mean, it would make sense, right? I mean, the, uh, the local, local guy coming home. I mean, I think he's exactly what the Astros need. Um, sort of a, uh, a guy they could put after Cole and Verlander. And, uh, you know, he certainly helped his, his case, what he did, what he did last year, you know, coming off a, a 2017 when he was out with an injury and then he comes back, I guess this year, technically. And, Um, but starts with the Rays and then goes to Boston and then pitches well for them. And then in the playoffs, you know, made a name for himself. So I think it would just make a lot of sense. And I think him coming to Houston, you know, he's from the Houston area. I think we all know that now Alvin high school, same high school as Nolan Ryan, who still works with the Astros, of course, and maybe having him for, for uh, 2019 and learning from, Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander that that could really do wonders for him in addition to Brent Strom I mean we saw that last year when Cole came in and immediately you know had the locker right next to Verlander and took to him and started sucking up as much of Justin Verlander's knowledge as he could and Cole ended up you know having the best year of his career you know he he did learn to pitch a little bit different with his arsenal but um there's just a lot of synergy there is is it going to happen I don't know I mean you know I'm sure there's a big market for him um, you know, there's some trade candidates as well the Astros could look at. But if you can get ivaldi in here, not give up prospects, um, you know, have him come home, I just think it'd be a very appealing place for, for him. And, you know, I'm not sure what he's thinking at the moment because he's probably getting a lot of phone calls, but it seems to be uh, something that both sides uh, on the surface anyway would work.
0: So I'm going to be the devil's advocate because it's my favorite job in the world. Um, And so let's look at it from the other side. He's had two Tommy John surgeries and he basically pitched uh, way more than he probably should have in the postseason. And he essentially pitched a complete game in the 18 inning uh, world series game. And um, I mean, Red Sox players were brought to tears after that game and they admitted it just by talking about what Ebaldi did and how, um how kind of valiant that effort was and it was an unbelievable thing to watch so with all that being said uh we know all about his heart but now the the it's I'm a little surprised to be honest with you to hear the Astros being tied to him because of the things that I just said because of the two Tommy John surgeries because of the overuse uh this past postseason and it just seems like that's a guy that the Astros um they they kind of go for the pitchers that um, have had middling success and they tweak them and they do all that weird stuff analytically and then they make them into all-stars but I'm not sure that this is this is the same thing I mean I kind of feel like they might be you know it, there, I just feel like there might be a little bit of a danger in signing somebody to large dollars who's had a lot of wear and tear on his arm
1: yeah and yeah that's true I mean that's a good point you know Charlie martin was a huge risk for them and you know they signed him to two years 14 million a guy who hadn't even pitched a year before practically and he ended up being a you know a great deal and certainly Ovaldi's going to get you know much more than that but I mean he did throw what a 100 and a total of 100 and I guess you, know, you look at the last two years 2017 and 2018 he's thrown 140 innings roughly combined I, I would think um you know there's still not a, a lot of innings on that arm he's 28. Um, yeah, these are all things the Astros are going to have to look at for sure. but you know it all depends all on what all, all depends on what price, right? I mean you, you want to pay him eighty million over four years, you know maybe that doesn't work out. Maybe they can get him get him for less. I guess it depends on uh, uh, how much they want to pay and if if there are other things out there that, that make more sense for them, either trade or uh, free agency.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if if they're looking for somebody with heart and who uh, will give you every ounce of what he has on that mound, then I think Nadia Valdi Valdi is a very good choice for them. Um, So let's move on to the non-tender deadline, which is quickly approaching. And the Astros, uh, I don't know. Well, they've got a couple decisions to make. I mean, most of their arbitration eligible players are no-brainers. Correa and and Garrett Cole, Osuna, Colin McHugh. um, But there's like you know, guys like Chris Davinsky, who could be a non-tender candidate. I mean, would that be somebody that you would not be surprised if they didn't tender him a contract?
1: No, I think they'll do Davinsky just because this is his first year and, you know, you know what's he going to get? Maybe a little, little over a million. Still very economical. You know, he, he obviously took a step back in 2018 from how phenomenal he was in 2017 when he was an all-star. But um, still, still a lot of upside there, still young. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think they will tender – I mean all these guys i mean the two that stuck out for me maybe were will harris um, and jake marisnick but you know you, you know H- harris didn't have a terrible season you know a little hit and miss his numbers certainly weren't what they were the previous couple of years for the astros but still a, a quality veteran bullpen arm and now a you know respected member of that clubhouse and then marisnick uh, you know he's starting to get up there in money a little bit it regressed offensively last year with especially with the strikeouts and, you know, maybe maybe they think, a, you know, a guy like Miles Straw can come in and, and kind of do what he can defensively. You know, I don't think he can. I mean, I think Straw could be a good player, but Maristin brings the kind of defense. Maybe he's one of the best defensive outfielders I've ever seen. And it's, um, you know, he doesn't get that recognition just because he doesn't play every day. And he doesn't hit. So at the end of the day, I, I think they tender them all. And, and, you know, I think Maristin could be traded. I mean, I think he's a guy that probably has more value if they, if they tender him and, and wind up uh, packaging him in part of a trade, but everyone else is, is a no brainer, um, with, the, you know, a lot of the big stars, the Correas, Coles, McCullers, Osuna, they're all, they're all going to get those contracts. And I, I think they'll end up tendering all 11 guys, frankly.
0: Do you know at all what they're looking, looking at kind of payroll wise, just overall, is this is going to be probably what, 50 million, just in arbitration guys. Um, so do you, do they have like a do they set a payroll? I don't even know. I haven't been following this. Do they do they have a goal every year?
1: Yeah, they do. They haven't told me, even though, <laughs> even, <laughs> even though I've asked. Uh, the answer, you know, you always get is that uh, Crane is uh, willing to pay, you know, whatever they ask, whatever the baseball ops deems uh, appropriate to help them be competitive this year and going forward. So, I think their payroll last year was in the uh, you know hundred and. 68 million range, which which I think would have you know wound up being a a club record, I think, for their largest payroll just five years after you know having their lowest payroll. But um, you know I'm not sure. I mean just by just by the contracts that are there, the payroll is going to go up a bit. Their arbitration guys, like you mentioned, there if they tender all 11 and they all come back, that's that's going to be 50 million. That's that's a big chunk of it. Justin Verlander, of course, at the top of it is going to make 28 million, uh, although the Tigers pay some of that. Um, Altuve, his deal does not kick into 2020, so he's going to make 9 million and then next year he makes 29, but that's also the year Verlander comes off the books. Um, you have Josh Reddick in there at 13 and then, uh, I think Springer's in in the last year of his deal making 12, Guriel around 10. So, uh, pretty top heavy with some guys and then the arbitration guys, but it's, it's not anything crazy. I mean, you still, a lot of these guys are still under cost control. Bregman, um, guys like that are still, you know, close to the minimum. And, and now some of these guys are starting to make, you know, arbitration. Like we said, they have 11 of those guys. But yeah, you know, I think it's still, they could still sign a free agent or two and have a, a pretty manageable payroll, I think, in the, around what it was last year, maybe a, a little bit higher. I, I could never imagine them going close to the luxury tax threshold. I just don't see the Astros ever doing that. And they, they probably shouldn't. But they're getting to the point now to where they have to pay attention to, to money a little bit more just with uh, some of their younger players now are in arbitration and, and big races are coming for them.
0: And the last topic I want to touch on was the catching situation, which, um, you know, they they recently acquired Chris Herman. Um, and of course, they have Max Stassi. Do you see that as a tandem? I mean, Brian McCann, I think we knew he wasn't coming back as official now. He has uh, signed with the Atlanta Braves, his original organization. Um, so do you think the Astros would be satisfied with a Herman Stassi tandem or you think there's more work to be done there?
1: Yeah, there's more work to be done. I mean, I, you know, I think, I, I think Stassi they're, they're happy with what he brings as a a backup catcher, but look what they did last year. I mean, they went out and and got Maldonado and Stassi's playing time uh, when the back, you know, was cut pretty dramatically. Herman's a guy that, you know, I, I think could, we could see bounce between the big leagues and the, the minor leagues, uh, next year. You know, triple ground rocket Houston just bounce back and forth. We know one of these catchers is going to get hurt, but they need a starting catcher. And, and the market's out there for quite a few guys. You know, Wilson Ramos was free agent, Grand Yasmani Grandal, even though he's got a qualifying offer attached to him. You know, a name that I floated out there a couple of weeks ago to keep an eye on is Salvador Perez. I mean, I, I think you know, the Royals. We're probably going to trade him at some point sooner than later just because of where they're at right now and where he's at and I think that would be uh, uh, absolutely the kind of guy they would need a veteran gold glove winner to handle this pitching staff um, and it'd be a popular move in the clubhouse I mean we all know Jose Altuve loves the guy and hes uh, you know he's well liked by his teammates I, I mean I think that would be a terrific move I think 2019 is a huge year for the Astros because you know it's you know the window is still wide open for them because they have Cole and Verlander they have so many they have this young core coming back, they have the bullpen's coming back. So that you know, they still need to strike while the iron is hot here for twenty nineteen. And and I think you have to have a solid veteran catcher. We saw that a couple of years ago with McCann. You, you have to have that guy. And and you know, Perez, I think, would fill that mold if they're gonna contend.
0: Oh, that would be a huge move from a popularity standpoint. He is one of the most likable players in baseball. I've covered him in the past. Uh, That guy just gets it. He gets it on the field. He gets inside the clubhouse. I've seen him sacrifice his body to get those rings for the Kansas City Royals. There's nothing that he wouldn't do. And, uh, yeah, that would be –
1: I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, I I just think it would be uh – yeah, I think, you know, if I'm the Astros, I call the Royals. And, you know, what, what can we do to get this guy? Because he, he would, like you said, he would mean so much to this team in, in so many different ways for 2019.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna temper my enthusiasm for now, but that <laughs> is something to, to think about. Tax, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening to MLB Extras, the Houston Astros
1: edition, and we will catch up with you next week.